So let's talk about the roster and let's start off with OC. OC's not coming to this team. And I don't think he ever was a serious consideration. I believe that he was offered, but that Henry was always going to try and get Waxick. OC even said himself that he never really felt pursued. And he chose to stay with the team that he's with anyway. So there's no chance he's coming now. And I don't think that there ever really was the plan for him to take over. Because if you have a chance to get a top 20 player in the world and you're trading that for a rookie who has shown potential but has never really played any of the top teams, like that's a move that you make. And this is nothing against OC or Extra Salt. Like no one loves them more than I do. But the best team Extra Salt has played is number 35 in the world, which is a team who's still in ESEA Premier. So while OC is completely popping off, the competition that they're playing is not comparable to the competition that the new Cloud9 is playing. So when you're looking at OC stats and you're looking at our team and you're thinking they need an opper and oh my gosh, I can't believe they didn't keep OC. Just think back to remember like how stoked everyone was that we got Waxic, how OC was never really considered and he didn't really choose to come then and he's definitely not choosing to come now. So he's having success with his team. They're playing well. He's staying there. I guarantee you he's not an option or going to make it to this team. So I don't think that that's something that should even be talked about. And it is a bummer that Waxic didn't work out because of all the external issues. So maybe it would have been better to pursue OC, but hindsight's always 2020. And in the moment, that was the right call. So with that being said, I talked last week about how the roster doesn't need changes. And this is still true. This roster has only been playing matches for the last week with their new roles. So it's obviously disappointing, and like, I was disappointed. I think this was doubly expressed by Henry G posting on Twitter, and then the, just the silence from the team. I'm assuming they've all taken breaks from, from social media, and I can imagine why. And every map that was lost was lost due to reasons that have very little to do with an opera. Saying that the team needs a new opera is just kind of like the easy thing to say. Because you know that they don't have a normal dedicated opper when they lose, the easy thing to say is, oh, well, of course, that's the problem. When in reality, the root of their issue is these small mistakes that they're making and giving up advantages that they have. And they're just having a hard time playing together and building up their strats to a level that they feel very comfortable with. And that's a lot to do with just time together. And then also, as Henry has said, actual physical time together. So small things like peaking an angle and having no one to trade or not using utility correctly or versus anti-ecos, a deagle going off because they didn't molly off that spot and they peaked it and got headshot beforehand and just small stuff like that. Like these things don't get fixed with any opera. So another roster change is literally just going to kick the can farther down the road. The can for this team has already been kicked multiple times with Waxic leaving, with the coach leaving, with Alex taking the op, and now Essak taking the op. Like The opportunity for them to start thriving has already been pushed and pushed and pushed. And another roster change, all that's going to do is push it farther, going to bring someone in. The issues that they have are not going to get fixed, and it's just going to be the same thing. It's... It's no different than it always has been. 
Like before we had ATK, it was always, oh, we need to be dropping this player for this player. We need to get younger. We need to get more experience. And Cloud9 tried all that. Like how many players did we go through? And it was always, oh, we need to be making these these changes. And then we get ATK and it was, oh, they're not good enough now. We need to get a new roster. We need to build a new roster. Like they're, they're losing, they're inexperienced, blah, 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 all these things. And then it's like, okay, so we get rid of ATK and we build a whole new roster. And it was a bunch of excitement. And then after the first couple of matches, a bunch of criticism of Waxix's performance all started coming in. And people saying that he's not performing well. Then he gets replaced and people aren't happy. And they want more changes. So they want Alex off the op, despite him doing pretty well, considering his, it was his first events on the op. I thought he was doing a great job. But because they were losing, everyone's like, oh my gosh, they need to get him off the op. Get S-Tag on the op. Well, now they got S-Tag on the op. And guess what? A week later, everyone is being kicked off the team for a dedicated opper. So roster changes don't guarantee anything. And team needs teams need more than one event to gel. And it's no different than any sport. Like if you look at like the Miami Heat when they signed LeBron, it took them a whole year to get to the level to get the championship. Same thing with the Lakers when they got Pow, didn't make it the first year, got it the second year. They've literally been playing one week of matches and I've already seen every single player on the team and even Henry G say they, they, they need to be dropped from the organization. Like what? Like it's been a week. Let's give them some time. Now, if someone who thinks that we need a dedicated opper was to make a video breakdown of all of Cloud9's recent matches why exactly the opera is the problem, which opera is available that they want, who on the team they want to get rid of, and how exactly the opera they want is going to fill the need that they think Cloud9 needs, I'll gladly watch it. Because if an opera was to be brought in, like who do you want to be dropped? I see Mezzi's name thrown around a ton, and that, that just tells me everything I need to know. Because Mezzi has been our most consistent and arguably our best player but he's also the least well-known. So his name gets thrown around a lot because people know Floppy more. They know Zeppa. They've heard of Estag and Alex. So they're like, oh, we should get rid of Mezzi. But Mezzi is sick. like, And it just kind of brings me back to like the weaknesses of our team. And we've been struggling with utility, executes, and on some maps like Nuke where we're just being heavily counter-stratted. And... Because of these issues, it creates an opera's paradise for the other team. If you aren't flashing or you aren't forcing their opera to move or they know exactly how to counter strat you, they know where you're weak, like the opera just goes off. And it's not because our opera sucks. It's because our teamwork needs to get better. We're not in NA anymore. All these teams we're playing are sick and they all want to beat us really badly. So take a breath. Realize that it's been a week of this team together. Stop trying to get everyone fired or kicked. And let's watch for the growth and support them. Because all these matches could have been won if small mistakes were cleaned up. And I'm not going to say that S-Tag didn't miss some shots. He definitely did. But it's also the first week. And regardless of his shots that he missed... A lot of the rounds should have been won well before he was put in positions, which are where he needs to hit a shot to win. So just take a sec, realize how much talent our roster has, and 
when you're watching, think about how it's the smaller mistakes and not the opera that is the issue. You could bring in Kenny S or Nevera or whoever people are saying. I feel like I've seen like 10 different operas who people have said they want to bring in, but they wouldn't fix any of these problems. Just a break really quick. This episode is brought to you by my C9 Win Taskbar application. It's a taskbar app for Mac or for Windows that will give you all the information that you need on Cloud9 CSGO, matches, events, stats, all previous and past, news that's been aggregated from a few sites, stuff like that. All that's in one place, either living up in the top bar in your Mac or in the bottom right in Windows. You just click on it and everything's all right there. No more going to a bunch of different tabs like HLTV and all these different things to find the information that you want. It's all right there. It's c9win.com slash taskbar if you want to check it out. It's $5. It's made by me. It's a good way to support me. So check that out if you want. Again, c9win.com slash taskbar. Let's get back to the podcast. I also want to talk about the fact that the salaries are out there for Cloud9 and they get used against the players all the time. And maybe it's just like an easy way to clown us. But public salaries is such a gigantic win for the players. And Cloud9 players are not overpaid. Three of them are basically on like minimum deals, making like just over 100K a year. And I would argue that we're probably one of the cheaper rosters in the top 20 because of that. So now obviously I don't know that because I only know Cloud Nines, but there's a reason that every major sports league has their salaries public and it sure as heck isn't because the owners want it to be public. Every CS player having a public salary would be a huge win for the entire scene. But when you as fans, especially if you're a fan of that team, go in and start clowning the salaries and making fun of it and like chirping at Henry G all the time. Like, what do you think every other org is going to do? They're all going to be like, oh, well, we don't want that to happen to us. Like, let's just let's just keep hiding everything. So it's only hurting the players when you're doing this. And also, like, who cares? Like, be proud that your org is willing to spend the money that you perceive to be insane to support your favorite team. Like, would you rather your team not sign good players and instead try and just save money? Like, the way CS salaries work right now is like similar to baseball. There are big market teams that spend money to constantly try and compete for championships. And there's very few of these teams. And you're actually a fan of one of these teams. And then there's the teams who get talented players and then just sell them off. So... Would you rather be one of these teams that every time you get a good player and you're like, oh my gosh, I love this person. He He's so good. Oh, he's just getting sold off to Liquid or getting sold off to Cloud9 or whatever. Like, would you, which would you rather be a part of? Would you rather be a part of the team that you feel is spending too much money to make the best team they think is possible or the team who every time they get good, they just cash in? So when someone out there is clowning our salary, that should be a point of pride because our org is willing to spend serious money on the team that you love and willing to also be for the players and take all the flack that comes with putting the salaries out there and being the first to do so. Like that's a really cool thing to do. Getting back to the team, and this is something that I've said before, it takes time for a whole new roster to gel and I think that it takes even more time under Alex. And the reason for this is, is because Alex reads and plays the game in a lot more of a flowy style than a lot of teams. Like he doesn't do a lot of straight calls or executes, which are easy to go into the server, practice, and then bring into a game. 
They do a lot of defaulting. He does a lot of lurking. They try and see what the other team is doing, see how much ground he can gain, and then end up making calls from there. So this can make executes and things like that much more difficult because you have less utility because you've used part of it as part of the default or you're using part of it as a fake or you get picked off unexpectedly so you're not in exactly the same areas that you normally will have practiced. So now you're going into every execute different. And I think that's part of the issue with why we haven't been using a lot of utility is because things can get uncomfortable in those situations where, you know, normally Mezzi will throw this or S-Tag will do this, but now they got picked off in a different area and Floppy used his utility over on B-side when they're going to hit A. So now they have to decide who's doing what. And I think that's part of the problem with why they're, they end up not using utility is because they just end up going instead of stopping and understanding who needs to be doing what. And that can definitely take time. And I think that they're not super comfortable in this flowy style yet. And you could say that they, oh, they should be comfortable. It's been four months. But it really has only been two weeks because there's just been so many gigantic changes. Like this team has so much firepower. It's incredible how well we do considering how many just straight up aim duels we're constantly taking. Like if you put this aim on top of like legit executes, which would fix stuff like thrown rounds or getting ecoed or things like that, we're winning all of these matches. It's okay to be bummed. Like the players are bummed. Henry's bummed. I was bummed. Like it, it literally wore on me all day. But we need to be better than calling for players to be dropped after every single match because it's exhausting. It's not the right thing to do. It wears on the players and let's just be better fans than that. So next up we have ESL Pro League, which starts on the 19th and our group's going to be pretty tough. Um, we have the second best team in the world, Navi, and we have the fourth best team in the world, Gambit and top that off with Furia. It's definitely going to be a battle. Uh, the other two teams are Team 1 and MIBR, both of which have been struggling recently, but you never know what can happen. We play each of these teams once in a best of three, and then the top three teams make it out. So essentially what we need to do is beat Team 1, beat MIBR, and then beat one of Navi, Gambit, or Furia. Now that's much easier said than done, because all these teams are good, but... Um, we have the firepower to do it. We just need the synergy. Henry did do a interview kind of with Three Clicks Philip, and he said that he's pinning his reputation on this event, which I think is a pretty bold statement considering who's in our group. Like this is not gonna be easy, but that's what he said. He's seen the work that they're doing, not us. He said multiple times how much they're grinding, how hard they're trying, how much they want it. So just know that they want it as badly or more than we do. They're working on it. Let's just support the team. Give them some love. Let's be there for them. And I'll see you after the 19th.